the No Sleep Podcast presents Old Time Radio Volume 12, Part 2. In the tradition of radio scripts from the mid-20th century, the No Sleep Podcast honors the way horror stories were adapted to audio and broadcast to an audience huddled close to their radios. Shows hosted by creepy old men with sinister voices. I'm your host, David Cummings. In part two of Old Time Radio Volume 12, we have two scripts which pay homage to Halloween, a time of year that we don't fully understand, at least in terms of the dark hold it can have over people. And in our first tale, we encounter a group meeting for the first time. Like many 12-step programs, the act of gathering with those who share your problem can be very helpful. But in this tale, shared with us by author Lisselle Jones, we find that the problem this group is facing is Halloween itself and how it's negatively affecting their lives. I join Mary Murphy, Graham Rowett, and Mike Delgadio in performing this story. So if you're addicted to the candy, the costumes, and the trick-or-treating, well, that's fine. But if it's more insidious than that, you should consider attending a meeting of Halloweeniacs Anonymous. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the inaugural meeting of Halloweeniacs Anonymous. My name is Harold, and I am a Halloweeniac. Hi, Harold. Hi. As you know, this is a new fellowship I've created for people who share an unusual but growing problem, a fascination with Halloween that's negatively impacting their lives. It's intended to be a safe space for everyone to freely discuss issues without ridicule and to experience the kind of understanding that only us fellow sufferers are able to offer. As we're all new members here tonight, I suggest we begin by taking it in turn to introduce ourselves and tell each other whatever we're comfortable divulging about our experience. Now, who'd like to begin? Okay, me first. My name is Bella. Bella Donna Vampuccino, hashtag Ween Queen, and I am a Halloweeniac. Sorry to interrupt, Bella, but I just want to make it clear that we only use first names here for privacy. But I guess pseudonyms like yours are fine, though. It's not a pseudonym. I legally changed my name to Bella Donna Vampuccino, hashtag Ween Queen. And that's just the beginning of my Halloween mania, let me tell you. You should see my apartment. Rammed with all kinds of spooky decor from August through November. I can barely move without tripping over an animatronic singing pumpkin or banging my head on a fucking rubber bat. <laughs> Love the candles you've dotted around this place, by the way. I think I know that scent. <gasps> pumpkin Guts Massacre, right? I thought candles would add a homey ambience to the hall. You know, help us open up. Please, continue, Bella. So I love Halloween so much, but end up maxing out my credit cards every year. It's starting to be a real problem. And there's the costumes. I can't stop buying those either. Sexy vampire, hot witch, naughty embalmer, slutty Victorian chimney sweep. 
I got them all. I can show you some photos if you like. Yes, please. No, 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 please. Please, we're not that sort of support group. Aw, okay. Maybe I can let you have my Insta username sometime. Anyway, like I was saying, Halloween's really causing me money trouble. My latest thing is tattoos. They are not cheap. I'm getting this huge, intricate pumpkin patch done all over my upper body. Very tasteful. I can show you if you like. Yes, please. Oh. Bella, please. No. <laughs> right, I think you've given us plenty to think about to begin with. How about someone else has their turn now? Uh, okay. I guess, um, my name is Al, and I'm a Halloweeniac. Uh, I don't really know where to begin. Uh, I had a rough childhood, I guess, but always found Halloween kind of comforting. The TV specials, the candies, I loved them. Then when I was in high school, I got into metal and horror movies, the usual stuff. But what I'm really into, though, uh, what my real problem is... Go on, Al. We're here to support you any way we can. Uh, what I'm really into is trick-or-treating. I'm 32 and I still love it. Aw, that's not too bad. I go out with my nieces every year. It's fine. Yeah, but it's not like that for me. I go... alone. When it's not even Halloween. So, you're saying you've got a compulsion to randomly go trick-or-treating? Yeah, I don't understand it. It's kind of hard to explain. How about you give us an example? Uh, okay, uh, I was on vacation with my ex, Dana, a few months ago. Atlantic City, a fancy hotel. We'd had a great day, and we were going to go for dinner that evening when I felt it coming on. This impulse to put on a costume and go ask people for treats. I was able to hold off until Dana went for a shower. Then I grabbed a bedsheet, cut two eye holes in it, and snuck out to knock on a few doors down the hotel corridor. Luckily, someone gave me a Jolly Rancher to get rid of me. I made it back to the room before Dana noticed I was gone but felt really ashamed of myself. I'm sure she would have understood if you talked to her about it. I don't know. I hate to imagine what people think when this six-foot-four grown man in cheap fancy dress turns up on their doorstep holding his hand out for candy in the middle of summer. Do you think you secretly enjoy intimidating people in some way? If we reframe this as a repressed emotional demand that needs an outlet, then does that make a bit more sense to you? No, it's not that. I just really like strangers giving me candy. It makes me feel like... like I'm a good boy. Oh, honey. Thanks for sharing, Al. I think we all need a bit of time to process what you've told us. Perhaps we can move on? My name is Milo, and I am a Halloweeniac. But my problem is pretty different to everyone else's. I don't really know if I belong here. You can trust us, Milo. This is an inclusive environment where every kind of Halloween-related problem can be discussed. I'm confident we can help you. I hope so. It started after I went to a Halloween party last year. I'd always loved the holiday, but I celebrate it in my own low-key way, rereading some of my favorite horror novels, that kind of thing. I'm not usually one for parties, but someone I vaguely knew talked me into going... But I, I didn't really enjoy it, though, and drank too much, mostly to amuse myself. I ended up alone kicking around the backyard when these two girls came out and started talking to me. Well, they were pretty cute, although one of them was a bit quiet and twitchy, like she'd taken something. 
They shared their drinks, and after a while, they suggested we all go back to their place. Way to go, dude! So, we go out the back gate to their car. It was parked just outside. They suddenly didn't seem too drunk to drive. That should have been my first warning sign, if I hadn't been so wasted. I don't like where this is going. When we got to their motel, the talkative one was all over me, trying to get me to keep drinking. And the twitchy girl, she just paced up and down the room reading something on her phone all nervous, but I wasn't really paying attention to her. After a while, the friendly girl backs off, and they start whispering to each other. They tell me to go wait in the bathroom for a little while, smiled and said it'd be worth it. Well, drunk me didn't need too much persuading, so I went in, and they locked the door from the outside. Bummer. I think they moved some furniture against the door because it wouldn't budge when I shook it. I tried the light, but they'd removed the bulb, so it's pitch black, there's no windows. I shouted, even threatened them, but they didn't reply. I couldn't find my phone. (laughs) I think that girl must have taken it when she was being friendly. So I sat on the floor and waited. I tried to sober up. So I, I, I told myself it was, it was just a prank or a petty robbery at worst. I don't know how long I was sitting in the dark until it began. <sighs> it's okay, Milo. You don't have to go on if you don't want to. It's fine. It's fine. It's what I came here for. Anyway, the smoke, this mist started to drift in under the door sickly, incense kind of smell. I covered my mouth with my t-shirt, but I still got woozy. Then the girls, at least I think it was them, they started scratching at the door and making these animalistic growling, snarling noises. I remember feeling really terrified, like whatever they'd given me had made me super nervous. Then they banged and screamed at the door. It wasn't like they were really trying to break in, but more like they wanted to scare me. <laughs> it fucking worked. I, I don't really remember much after that. But then they quieted down, and, and I remember them whispering through the door and hearing myself talking back to them, but I, I don't know what I was saying. It felt like I was telling them secrets. The last thing I recall is a burning smell before I passed out. Oh, God, Milo, I'm so sorry that happened to you. Were you okay? Physically? Yeah. For a while. Well, when I came around, the, the door was unlocked. The bedroom was empty. They, they'd left. They even left my phone. So I got out quick, and I began walking home, thinking it was just some weird prank that Maybe I even imagined it. And then... Stuff started happening. What kind of stuff? It it was... It was after I stopped to look at a pumpkin on someone else's lawn. It sounded like a battery was dying and its sound effects were slowing down. Down. (sighs) It it really creeped me out for some reason. And I stomped on it. But the sounds, they didn't stop. As I was cleaning the the mess off my sneakers, I I saw that there weren't 
any electronics inside. It was just a hollowed out pumpkin. But I was still hearing this, this shitty chant. That's freaky, dude. But you could just still have been drunk. That's what I thought. Uh, but it got worse ever since. What do you mean? It's like I've developed persistent Halloween syndrome or something. I can hear weird Halloween-type sounds anytime, anyplace, anywhere that I go. Impossible shit. I've heard wolves howling in the parking lot, babies crying in the mountains, unreal stuff that nobody else hears. I think this might be outside our group's ambit. Have you sought medical advice? Yeah. Doctors, shrinks, couldn't do a thing for me. I've tried everywhere, everywhere I can think of. You, you, you're my last hope. I thought someone in a group like this might have some idea. I really wish I did, Milo, but I don't know what to say. Me neither. I feel for you. Hey, let's not give up that easily. Let me do some research. So if you don't mind me asking, when you kind of shudder, is that when you're, uh... Yeah. I try to hide it, but I'm hearing something creepy or seeing something. Seeing something? That doesn't happen as often as the sounds, thankfully, but... Goddamn, it's a real mindfuck when it does. I've walked down the street and suddenly seen everyone around me wearing weird masks... I've looked at crows in a tree and their feathers fall off, leaving behind twitching, chattering skeletons. Tiny, screaming dolls writhing in a spider's web. It's like some demonic Halloween store's display bleeding into the real world. Shit, that's rough. (gasps) What was that? What was what? Did you hear it too? The laugh? Wait, you're saying that you started hearing things like Milo does? I don't know about that, but I definitely heard someone laughing right behind Al. That was it? Oh, come on. (laughs) Shit! What's going on? So I guess we all heard that. It's like Milo's condition is spreading for some reason. Why would that happen? No idea. Maybe because everyone gathered here is more than a little obsessed with Halloween. I was just reading something that could help. A formula for banishing the influence of Halloween from people's lives. I have no idea if it'll work, but it's got to be worth a try. I'm in. Me too. Maybe we should think about this before... Okay, okay. Let's do it before we all start seeing shit. Right, okay. What each of us needs to do is place our left hand on our heart and dedicate our deepest fear of Halloween to its essences. Sounds kind of stupid, but I'll give it a try. You'll go first, then? Uh, sure. Uh, what really scares me about Halloween is... You need to visualize it in your mind's eye. It has to be really vivid. According to the formula, you should, um... Invite the essences of all hallows into your heart and let them see what terrifies you the most about their season. Hmm. It says you'll somehow know when that's happened, and then you'll need to say, 
essences of Halloween, I offer you my affliction. Change my perception. Unbind my vision. Got that? Essences of Halloween, I offer you my affliction. Change my perception. Unbind my vision. Yeah, got it. The rest of you should join in with my line if you can. Right. Let's begin. Okay, okay. I'm trying. Be true to your true fear. Uh, no, not that. Not that. Not monsters. Not the time we got caught breaking into that old hospital. Oh. Come on, Al. What is it? Be true to your true fear. That's it. I- I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. Be true to your true fear. I remember now. No. Please. Mom, I was I was just hungry. No. Essences of Halloween, I offer you my affliction. Change my perception. Unbind my vision. You okay, Al? We must keep going. Bella? I've got this. Be, Be true, true to your, your true, true fear. Oh, I'm gonna hate this. What really scares me is Halloween in the future. Be true to your true fear. But I'm getting older. Don't look away, please. Please don't ignore me. Be true to your true fear. Please don't go. Don't leave me alone. Be true to your true fear. Essences of Halloween, I offer you my affliction. Change my perception. Unbind my vision. Does it feel like this is working at all, Milo? Uh, I'm not sure. It sounds like the sounds are getting louder, uh, closer to me. Shit, does that mean it's getting better or worse? We must continue. From what I've read, the most dangerous thing would be to stop. Oh, damn. I've also just read that we need to burn a Halloween mask to complete the ritual. How are we going to do that? I've got a lighter in my car. It's just outside. Good. You go get that. I think I saw one or two masks amongst the decor in the reception area. I'll fetch one of those. Okay, but please, hurry. Do you think they're okay? They've been gone over ten minutes. I'm getting suspicious. Did you notice that the sounds also stopped after they left? Now you mention it, yeah. I think we're being pranked. Why would they do that? Perverts, or just dicks is my guess. Probably some stupid internet thing. Come to think of it, I've been thinking these candles are kind of weird. Do you think they could have a camera in one of them? What the f- What is it? It's not a camera. It's a wireless speaker. I don't understand. Oh, right. The sounds. One of them was controlling those. Not that difficult to do. A Bluetooth app on the phone, that kind of thing would do it. I did notice Harold was... I am so fucking stupid. But if they weren't making a video, then why were they doing it? Don't know. Maybe one of them was wearing a body cam? Definitely a Halloween prank, though. There's even a pumpkin sticker on the base of this speaker. Hope it was an expensive one, you fucks. I think it's actually worked. I haven't heard anything since Bella finished her part. Told you it would. Yeah. I wish there was some other way, though. We've been through this. 
They had to be in a heightened, nervous state to be receptive, just like you were when those girls got to you. At least the support group act wasn't as rough as that. Good way to find susceptible people, too. I can't help feeling bad for Al and Bella, though. I'm sure they'll cope. They've got until they come across a Halloween object. And anyway, there's two of them. The effects might be diluted. Possibly. Chance they could be amplified, too, I suppose. Even with all my years of magical practice, the outcomes are never easy to predict accurately. I just needed to get this thing behind me. It's wrecked my life for long enough. If there was a kinder way, I would have chosen it. But your service was my only hope. Which does lead us on to the little matter of your remaining balance. Oh, sure thing, Steve. Take me to an ATM before the railway station. I'll get you the rest of your money. No problem, Terry. That was the last one. Three of the candles had speakers in them. The other three just stank. All it took was a few stupid speakers and some bullshit spooky story to get us all hysterical like that. Well, I'm going to go on their Halloweeniacs Anonymous Facebook page and warn everyone that they're a pair of freaks. What the fuck is that? What? You're telling me you can't hear it? No. What? It can't be. I, I broke all the speakers. What is it? Sounds. But they're different to before. Closer. More real. Not like the toy-like crap they played to us. What the fuck is that? They've lied to us about everything, Bella. This isn't some typical Halloween shit. It's so much worse. What are you seeing? You don't want to know. Tell me! I can't, Bella. I don't know. It's all gone dim. Orange, black, waving lines on the walls, the ceiling. Shit, they're looking at us through the threads. I can sense what they want. All the Halloween imagery, they're symbols. They've been spreading them to fascinate us, to lure us, to to prepare us. How are we going to stop this? We don't know who those two guys really were. How are we ever going to find them? Shit. I'm hearing it now, too. I'm seeing it. Those eyes. They're watching. They're listening. Oh, God. How do we stop... Stop all In our final tale, we meet a group of university friends. They're ready to cast aside their normal responsibilities like classes and RA work in order to celebrate Halloween. But as we learn in this tale, shared with us by author Christina Orley, they're not going to be partying or drinking. No, they're going to be trying to summon dark forces. Forces they can't possibly understand or control. I join Wafia White, Nicole Goodnight, Dan Zapula, and Atticus Jackson in performing this tale. So if you're planning Halloween fun this year, make sure it's safe and responsible. 
If you don't behave, you'll find out for yourself about what's through the dark veil. God. Oh my god. Oh my god. What the hell is happening? Where is it? Where's my phone? Oh god. What have we done? Oh, here it is. My name is Sarah Wellman. I am a senior here at Fellside University and I, along with Jennifer Chase, am an RA for the fourth and fifth floors of Mining Hall. To whoever finds this, please know that we... that I did not mean for any of this to happen. It wasn't supposed to be real. It wasn't supposed to be real. I don't have much time. They are getting closer. Let me see if I can explain what happened. I'll start from the beginning, which was only roughly 12 hours ago. If only I could go back and change it. Can you believe they had to plunge every bathroom on the second and third floors? It's like these kids have never been on their own before. Freaking savages. What is with the freshmen this year? I swear to God, if I wake up in the middle of the night to our hallways flooded with literal shit, I will lose it. Huh? I'm sorry. What were you saying? Still not sleeping? That's like every night this week. Yeah, I'm sorry. Did... did I keep you up again last night? No. You know me. I could sleep through an earthquake. But I was just talking to you about the disgusting plumbing crisis over at Newman Hall. You know how the second and third floors now smell like a New Year's sewer? You were completely zoned out during my entire rant. I'm sorry. I don't know what's wrong. It's like I lay down and I want nothing more than to embrace the sweet lull of my pillow. But I just can't seem to turn my brain off. It runs a million miles a minute. It's exhausting. So the chamomile tea and the melatonin aren't working? What else can we try? I, I think I heard somewhere that a lavender spray helps create a calm environment. Well, we could get you some. I guess at this point I'm willing to try anything. In that case, have you tried edibles? I'm sure Mike could hook you up with something that will help. <clears throat> Excuse me. I hate to eavesdrop, but did someone say... Edibles? <laughs> yes, you have perfect timing. Sarah hasn't been sleeping well and she keeps zoning out when I talk. Which is rude. Ah, uh, the classic sleepless night scenario, huh? Well, are you two ladies ever in luck? Steve, my man, prepare the convincing demonstration. Step right up. Welcome, one and all, to the magical world of edibles. Is your course load keeping you up at night? Are you tossing and turning because the thought of failure keeps eating at your brain? Well, look no further. There's bound to be something here that will ease that anxiety-filled brain of yours. 
We've got your traditional, always a classic, chewy fudge brownies. These are always welcomed at parties. If that's not what you're looking for, we've got scrumptious dark chocolate-covered blueberries. I'm fairly certain that these qualify as part of your daily fruits and vegetables. Please check your food pyramid for further details. And we've you got... You guys, you can't do that in here. The dean might see all of this. And then we're all in big trouble. I'm stressed enough as it is. Fine, fine. I guess we can go over the different levels of mood enhancers with you later. I'm sure we've got something that'll help you relax. But on to the real question. Are you guys ready for tonight? Ah, yes. Are you ready? It's gonna be off the hook. Uh, do we have a choice? <laughs> not really. What exactly are we doing again? And this better not be retaliation for last year's prank. You guys totally earned that. And it cannot be topped. <laughs> yeah, you did. And I will always treasure the video I have of Steve running around campus at midnight in his underwear, screaming at the top of his lungs about aliens and anal probing. Wait, you guys have that on video? Great. You didn't post it, did you? No way. You're right. It was an amazing prank, and we deserved it. But this is going to be even better. We are going to summon Sawin. What? You have got to be joking. Isn't that a little juvenile? Definitely 80s can't be horror vibe. Besides, did you two forget about the campus Halloween party? We all have chaperone duty. It most certainly is not juvenile. It is legit and totally going to be fun. Or at least it'll give us a good laugh. And don't worry, it's going to be way after the campus party is over. All right, then, but how does one even go about learning how to do this? I found the summoning instructions on the dark web. Really? What are you doing on the dark web? Clown porn and brownie recipes. More than likely. Dude, you said you wouldn't say anything. It was one time. I was looking for stuff for this dumbass to add to his paper. Anyways, I came across this thread, and it sounded like just the thing. According to dark web user Lord of Darkness underscore 55, When Hallow's Eve is now, and the witching hour is nigh, the moon's light is full and shines across the sky, ye can summon Sawin through the dark veil, but pay heed to the smallest detail. Perform the task with caution, and he shall answer your plea. But break the circle, and from the Lady Gwyn ye shall flee. So, sounds like total fun, right? Come on, you guys said that you'd help me out with my Irish mythology research paper. This'll help me explain the Samhain Fire Festival. I'm gonna film us performing the ritual and make a kick-ass presentation out of it. You know, a nice visual on how the, the druids might have done it. I should get a B at least. Fine. I knew I could count on you too. Okay, so what does this Lord of Darkness underscore 55 say that we have to do? You got the list? Yep, right here. To call upon the darkness, you will require four white candles, red paint or sand, enough rock salt to form a circle big enough to stand in, 
the tail feathers of a bird of prey, a wooden wheel, the burnt ash of the willow, and the bones of a mammal. Animal bones? Tell me you aren't killing an innocent animal for a stupid college research paper. God, no! What sort of stoner do you take me for? I was just going to steal some from the biology wing. They have a whole cabinet of them. (sighs) That's good. You had me worried. Let's see. The post goes on to say that we must begin the ritual at exactly 2.45 a.m. and be inside the protection circle by 3 a.m. Otherwise, it won't work. I've got most of the items needed, but I still need four white candles and... and a stolen set of animal bones. We have boxes of candles in the common rooms. They're emergency candles, but they're white. Will that work? I might even be able to scrounge up some candlesticks. Perfect. Let's meet in the field at the edge of campus, out past the South Lawn. You know, where the nutrition club has their community garden, say at 2.15 a.m.? That hour? You better get an A. What? It's not like Sarah will be sleeping anyway. And it's Halloween! You'd just be up watching scary movies all night. Oh, and one more thing. The post states that we have to wear Halloween masks, something that covers your whole face. You know, to ward off the evil spirits and fairies. Then we went off to our last classes of the day. Honestly, I didn't give the conversation a second thought. I had really been struggling lately. Our A duties piled on top of coursework and tossing a bit of chronic insomnia, and you'll get a huge pile of nerves running on nothing but coffee beans, energy drinks, and power bars. And it's only two months into the semester. So needless to say, keeping myself on track was a hard enough task for my burnt-out brain. The rest of the day went by extremely fast. Before I knew it, it was 2 a.m. Oh my God, did you see what Professor Stein was wearing at the party? Please, God, tell me that was an ill attempt at a Halloween costume. What? You didn't find that purple velvet suit and snakeskin wind-tip shoes sexy as hell? I know I couldn't contain myself. (laughs) (laughs) And that hat? Holy shit, was that a peacock feather sticking out of it? I never thought I'd see a professor dressed up as a pimp of all things. The balls on that guy! Tell me about it. Uh, So which mask do you want to wear? Comedy or tragedy? The way my life has been going lately, I'll take tragedy. It won't be much of a change. That's a bit dramatic. Seriously, though, I'll have Mike give you something when we get to the field. Then when we're done with this stupid seance, or whatever it is, you'll be able to come home and sleep like a baby. I don't know. What if I have a bad reaction? I've heard horror stories. Trust me, it'll be fine. It may make you feel a bit energetic at first, but it'll definitely help with the nerves, and then you can finally sleep. I use them when I need to relax, and I've never had an issue. I do trust you. And sleep does sound nice. Okay, I'll give it a try. All right, are we ready to get this night over with? Yep, can you grab the candles while I text Mike to let them know we're on the way? Sure. Let's go.
could. If only we said no. Or if I just stayed in the damn room. Maybe, maybe none of this would have happened. I can hear them screaming. Oh God, their screams keep getting louder. There's so many of them. And I can't bring myself to move. I'm sorry. I'm so, so sorry. Took you too long enough. We're halfway done with the setup. Did you guys bring the candles? Great. That's less for us to have to do, and yes, they're right here. By the way, did you bring what I asked you for? Yeah, I got it covered. Yo, Steve, where's the stash? Left side pocket on my back. There's a few packs in there. Okay. This is a gummy. It has some THC and CBD in it. You ever had pot before? Once, but I didn't care for the smoke. That's okay. This is far better. All you have to do is chew it. It's gonna take a little bit for it to kick in, but once it does, you should feel nice and relaxed. You might feel a little excited or feel like you're down six shots of double espresso. Honestly, everyone reacts to it a little differently. But once that passes, your brain will mellow and it'll be sweet makeout time with your pillow. Okay. That doesn't sound too bad. Just be sure to let us know if you feel off in any way, okay? You should be absolutely fine, but you never know. So are you jerks going to help me finish setting this thing up, or are you just going to stand around on that? Rude. We're having a conversation over here? Dude, this is all for your stupid research paper, remember? Yeah, yeah, we're going to help. What's left to set up? Well, I just finished painting the sigil circle. Let's see what the rest is. Around the sigil in red, on the cardinal spots be wed. The items of offering and flame, but get the order right before you call out my name. That means pay attention, Mike. We don't want this to be a bust, do we? To the south, the feathers of prey. These will adorn the dark doorway. To the north, place the wooden wheel. For this is the direction ye shall kneel. Kneel? I'm not getting on the ground. Hush, he said to pay attention. To the east, spread the willow ash. From here I will emerge in a flash. To the west, sprinkle the bone. For these shall become my throne. And then it goes on to mention that the salt circle goes inside the sigil circle, and that once we start, we need to keep our masks on. So, which one of you knows which way is north? According to my compass app, north is that way. Cool. You're in charge of the wheel. Mike, you get the bones. Jennifer, you place the feathers, and I'll spread the ash. Don't forget to place a candle in the spot next to the item. Done. To the east, spread the willow ash. I'm done. To the south, the feathers of prey. Me too. To the west, sprinkle the bone. Same. To the north, place the wooden wheel. Who's got the lighter? I have it. I'll come around and light each candle while you guys go pour the salt circle. Don't forget to put on your masks. Ah, shit. Almost forgot to press record. That was almost really bad. What? Shouldn't you have been recording the whole setup process? 
I thought you wanted to have a video presentation. Nah, you don't want to give too much of the process away. Besides, it's the second half of the ritual that will have all the action. Okay, Jen and Sarah, you two go stand over there, and I'll pour the salt circle. By the way, I love that you girls have matching masks. Did you swipe those from the theater department? No, jackass, they're mine. Don't you pay attention to anything? They've been hanging on my wall for the past three years. Wow. You literally pass by them every time you enter our room. Okay, okay. So I'm not the most observant person in the world. What do you want from me? What do you think of this one? (laughs) Holy shit, where did you get a bedazzled skull mask? It's not bedazzled. They're spikes. Look. Um, they look like shiny rhinestones to me. (laughs) Did you file the points off? Are you guys ready? I'm lighting the last candle now. Yeah. These two are just being jerks and making fun of my skull mask. No, someone's a little sensitive about his sparkles. I told you it looked like a disco ball. Okay, is everyone ready? Steve? Your mask? What? What the hell? Is that a bondage mask? Ah, um... Don't ask. It was either this or a clone of Saturday Night Fever over there. Neither choice was good. Again, is everyone ready? Sure. Yep. I guess. All right, Lord of Darkness underscore 55. Let's see if you know what you're talking about. Okay, we have to say this phrase three times together. Ready? The hour was nigh, but it is now here. Listen closely as we summon you near. For we, For we invoke you from, from in, in between the late, in the late hours of Halloween. For dark and light, physical and spirit, you are alone, the otherworld linchpin. We call you forth, magnificent Samhain. The hour was nigh, but it is now here. Listen closely as we summon you near. For we, For we invoke you from in between the late, in the late hours of Halloween. For dark and light, physical and spirit, you are alone, the otherworld linchpin. We call you forth, magnificent Samhain. The hour was nigh, but it is now here. Listen closely as we summon you near. For we invoke you from in between the late hours of Halloween. For dark and light, physical and spirit, you are alone. The otherworld linchpin. We call you forth, magnificent Samhain. Well, did it work? I'm not sure. Anyone feel anything? Or see anything? Wait. Was that actually supposed to happen? Are we supposed to feel something or see something? I honestly don't know. The post doesn't really go into a ton of detail on what happens after. Aren't there any comments? You know, other users that perform the ritual? No. There are tons of people that have liked and posted on the thread, but no one has said what happens when you do it. What a joke. This whole thing was stupid. Come on, Mike. You didn't really expect anything to happen, did you? Foolish mortals. Always playing with things they shouldn't. Predictable, really. Where's that sound coming from? Who is that? Misguided little fleshlings. 
You summon me here and then act like the confused, simple-minded beings that you truly are. Your kind never changes. Guys. Guys, I don't... I don't feel so well. What's wrong? I feel hot and dizzy. And I think I... Seeing things. Do you see fireflies? Like, really, really big fireflies. Mike, what the hell did you give her? Just... just a hybrid, I swear. She should be fine. <laughs> Guys! What the hell is that? Please tell me you see it also. The fuck? Is that a pig? Forget the pig. Where's that woman's head? So you see it too? Oh, thank God. I don't think that makes me feel better, though. Ah, yes. Tis the Lady Gwyn come to chase all wanderers that try to flee. You do well to stand still. Steve? What the hell, man? You didn't say anything about this. How are you doing it? Seriously, guys. I'm having trouble breathing. And you seriously don't see the huge fireflies? Sarah, sweetie, please calm down. I think Mike and Steve are just being huge assholes and playing a revenge prank on us. You guys need to stop it now. All right, Brian, that's enough. Major props on the visuals and damn, that voice is creepy as fuck. You really knocked it out of the park, but Sarah's not feeling well. We need to stop now. <laughs> you think mere humans could conjure my glorious magnificence through the dark veil as an antic? <laughs> no, you feeble-minded amoeba. My presence is by my will and mine alone. And your pitiful little friend there. Her mind appears to be open to the denizens of the other world. <laughs> However, her feeble intellect simply cannot comprehend the complexities of the fairies. I can't breathe in this thing. Guys, this is not funny. Please stop. Sarah, it's not us. I swear. Come on, Steve, make him stop. Holy shit! What the actual fuck is going on? Come on, Brian, knock it off! You guys are such assholes. I can't believe you did this. You need to stop this now. <laughs> Your friends cannot hear you. The Lady Gwyn has seen to that. And I see that you listen as poorly as you follow instructions. Steve, what is he talking about? How am I supposed to know? This isn't supposed to be happening. This was supposed to be a joke. <laughs> you followed my ritual instructions almost perfectly. But since one of you has exposed your face, the protection circle is now void. Steve? What? The post said to keep your face covered, but this isn't supposed to be real. I didn't think it would matter. Wait, what do you mean by my ritual instructions? The world is forever moving and evolving, making curious humans seek out forbidden information from different sources. 
Those of us that remained had to seek out these new ways of communication in order to survive. It was my idea to create an off-grid source. It began as stories told around a fire or in passing. Then it morphed into a restricted section in a library. Then back alley marketplaces where only the seedy humans conversed. Then... Then your kind created something most useful, the internet. And so, with a few tweaks, the dark web was created and has brought us countless offerings over the years. Offerings? What do you mean? I got to get the hell out of here. I can't believe that you lied to us. You said that it wasn't paid back. We were supposed to be helping you. Oh, God. I feel like death. I need to go. Sarah, wait, don't leave me here. I dropped that damn mask and ran. I ran. I fucking ran away. I couldn't think straight. At the time, I was certain that Mike and Steve were just playing a prank. I didn't know if Jennifer was in on it, but I just... I just got so hot I couldn't focus. So I panicked, and I ran. It felt like someone was chasing me, but I didn't look back. I could hear Steve yelling, and I think I heard Jennifer scream my name, but... I was running so fast that I dared not stop. When I got back to our room, I must have passed out because the next thing I remember was hearing someone knocking. I got out of bed, walked over to the door, and looked out the peephole. There wasn't anyone there. That's when I heard the knock again, and I realized that it was coming from behind me. I walked over towards the window and stopped when I saw a figure through the curtains. We were on the fifth floor. There shouldn't be anyone at the window. Slowly, I pulled aside the curtain, and there was my mask floating in the goddamn air. When I saw it, the empty eye holes lit up with a bright blue light, and it began savagely smacking into the window. I could hear the familiar voices coming from outside. I didn't want to look down, but I couldn't stop myself. Standing on the lawn were Jennifer, Mike, and Steve. They were all still wearing their mask, but the way they were standing was wrong. Their bodies were broken and twisted. I let out a scream and backed away from the window. Simple mortal, did you think that you could show me your face and live to tell the tale? The offering has been made, and I am here to collect what is mine. From the other world, we do creep to steal away your souls for our master to keep. For the offering has been made, and the master's gratification shall not be delayed. See, child? Your friends already belong to me. Don't you wish you could join them? 
Holy shit. Jennifer, Mike, Steve, I'm sorry. I'm so, so sorry. Bring her to me and collect any other souls that stray into your path. Once again, I found myself running and screaming. I ran out into the hall and began pounding on every door that I could, yelling at the top of my lungs for everyone to get out. By the time I made it to the stairwell, I could hear doors opening, confused students talking. I turned to tell them to get out of the building, but my voice was drowned out by thunderous screams that carried up from the first floor. Panic surged through my body, and for a third time tonight, I ran. I ran down the stairs to the fourth floor and began shouting for everyone to wake up. But once again, my shouts of warning were drowned out. Blood-curdling screams floated through the hall. I tried to remain calm and get everyone's attention but I heard one of the girls that was standing next to me shout for everyone to look. I turned in the direction she was pointing, and there was Steve. He was bent over on all fours. His head was twisted around, and he was chanting as he emerged from the stairs. From the other world we do creep, to steal away your souls for our master to keep. For the offering has been made, and the master's gratification shall not be delayed. Your offering was accepted. You must fulfill your end of the ritual. Dear Steve, take them all and bring me what is rightfully mine. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I can still hear the screams, but I'm too terrified to move. I locked myself in a storage closet, but I don't think I have much time. The screams are fading, but the voices, the voices are calling to me, and they're getting closer. Oh, God. They're getting closer. Sarah? Sarah? I can see the fairies now, Sarah. Won't you come out and play with us? Sarah? This is way better than anything I could give you. It's the most amazing high. You'll finally be able to sleep, Sarah. You won't have anything keeping you awake. The Shees, the Dullahan, the Puka, Lady Gwyn, and now your friends do all my bidding. You cannot hide for long. You broke the protection when you showed me your face, and now your soul is mine to collect. Found you. you.
You've been listening to Old Time Radio Volume 12 from the No Sleep Podcast. Produced by Phil Mykolski. Musical score composed by Brandon Boone. Visit thenosleeppodcast.com to learn more about our show and our season pass memberships. We thank you for listening to Old Time Radio Volume 12, Part 2. This audio production is copyright 2021 by Creative Reason Media, Inc. All rights reserved. The copyrights for each story are held by the respective authors. Absolutely no duplication or reproduction of this audio program is permitted without the written consent of Creative Reason Media Incorporated.